last November, I got together with my friends, Todd and Carrie Alexander, and they put on an incredible event, the first annual Grenache Fest. It was held in Walla Walla, Washington on November 3rd, 2023. Uh, the event featured 12 Washington and Oregon Grenache producers, uh, and their wines were tasted side by side. It was moderated by yours truly and um, Patrick Kaminsky of Wine and Spirits and Somalia Chaucey Arkfeld joined the panel and they helped offer their thoughts on the wine while I just did the stupid things that I do. Um, and then after the seminar, there was a concert uh, and a grand tasting. We had Stephen Malcolmus of Payment, uh, M. Ward and Mark Pickerel, uh, one of the best wine events I've ever been involved in. And it was such a success. We're doing it again this year. So save the date, November 8th, 2024. Um, so whether you're a producer, uh, whether you want to volunteer, or if you want to attend, just go to GrenacheFest.com and sign up on the list to stay tuned for this year's event. Hey, I'm MJ Taller, also known as a black wine guy. I went from being a totally obsessed wine newbie to becoming the world's first ever African-American fine and rare wine auctioneer in less than three years. In this show, I'll be talking to the mavericks, the philosophers, the players, and the deep thinkers who inhabit the world of wine. They'll share their experiences on how they made it, but more importantly, how they failed and got back up again. So grab a glass and let's get to it. This is the Black Wine Guy Experience. Hey everybody, what's up? It's your boy MJ. Welcome to the Black Wine Guy Experience. My guest today is an assistant professor in the Department of French and Italian at Dartmouth College, Dr. Danielle Caligari. Uh, Dr. Caligari is the Communications Director of the Dante Society of America. Her teaching and research focuses on pre-modern Italian literature and food and beverage studies. Her first monograph, Dante's Gluttons, Food and Society from the Convivo to the Comedy, was published in 2022 with Amsterdam University Press. And she is also a writer at large for the wine enthusiasts covering Tuscany and the Italian South and co-host of the Italian food and beverage podcast, Gola, with Katie Parla. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you for having me, MJ. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. Um, what wines are we having this afternoon? We're day drinking. You know we do that. Here. Well, yeah, there's no such thing as a day without drinking. And we are drinking something that I got to taste yesterday I was super excited about, which is the Mastro Berardino. And we mentioned that Thank you for saying that. Say. That's hard for me to say. <laughs> um, there's Dilemma... Uh, uh, Fiano di Avellino. So the grape is Fiano di Avellino. Oh, Fiano. Yeah, Fiano's a fantastic grape from uh, best known in its uh, iterations from Irpinia, the area of um, of Campania. So Naples is the city that you might know, or the Amalfi Coast. If, mm -hmm. uh, if you don't travel to Italy I've been too there. much, yeah. Mm. Um, this is a very cool new project that they have where they're sort of uh, throwing back to some 1970s style winemaking and giving Fiano a lot of time on the leaves. So it's a kind of richer rounder. Um, I'm sure you caught that off the nose right away. Um, but it also, they, I think, stays pretty kind of 
clean and fresh at the same time. You get that those nice grassy notes that Fiona is known for. So I was enjoying it. And then I thought um, since the last time uh, we were together, it was in Verona. Since we met, that's when we met. Yes, when we first met. Yes, um, with our friend Dan Petrosky. He just sent me this bottle of Masakan Gemina. Which oh, yours is, didn't yeah. freeze. Mine fucking froze. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. He texts like, "I got a yeah. Yours uh, was damaged. I'll see you some more." Oh my God. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, this is this is a blend of Greco and Falangina, so it kind of keeps us in the same territory varietal wise but is um obviously not made in campania so uh i thought they were nice to have next to each other and also to bring our little social context together totally yeah so i met danielle when i i was in verona uh you guys might remember i just had a dropped a bunch of episodes and had some little videos and anyway but uh and and so yes i actually it was Brian Larkey, who introduced yeah, me to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Brian Larkey. Guess the pot. Thanks for the Brian. Shout out, Brian. And then, <laughs> and so Brian's like, you, he says, you got to meet my daughter. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he did? I didn't know that. Yes, he said. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Brian, yeah. what a card. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we were there, and Dan Petrosky was there. He yeah. just closed the deal with Gallo. Yeah. And Jeff Porter. So, all podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, well, you know, Brian... A lot of my cool guests have come. I love when people are like, oh, you guys sit down with this person, that person. Yeah. And and Danielle was like, you know, just like high energy, fun, bubbly, had weed in Italy. <laughs> oh, I did. And I, that's really funny. I, it makes me sound like such a stoner. Like, I'm not, you know, that's not my like vibe. Not, no, I'm not. No, I mean, like, no, I mean you're a doctor so and a professor and no, you wrote a book with like. like which, like, yeah, you're but not I, like nobody thinks of me like that. But it's true that I like I'm like I don't leave home without like, an arsenal. It's like, but I don't sleep very much, so like I need. Yeah, I, I, I really need to take it down. I also get. I've been back on the migraine chain, which sucks. Oh, geez. Uh, Sorry about that. You know, it's just like I think I'm just always like like this close to being like very problematically dehydrated because of the work that I do. Yeah. So. I was saying that day, I'm itchy. So I'm like, much. yo, you're dehydrated. I'm like, you oh. gotta start drinking more water, bro. I know. I was just like, so I'm always, I'm always like locked and loaded with all kinds of pharmaceuticals. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, whatever, whatever it takes, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. Wine, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's gonna be a while when you guys can tell. Yeah. Um, which is why Daniel's here. Um, so when we were warming up, we were talking about. Um, talking about lots of things but uh oh yeah we're like you're like i know about wine we're gonna talk about wine so but i I like to start at the beginning um where are you from um i am from i'm really from long island is is the short answer um my uh parents are from brooklyn and queens respectively like my whole family is very new york metropolitan area um when my parents got divorced my dad moved to the upper east side so then I was... Was your dad George team. Jefferson? <laughs> yeah, moving on up, baby. Wow. Um, I, uh, I, when I was 17, uh, moved to the city to go to NYU, and then I finished my first degree early so that I could move to Italy, and I stayed there for a while. So, we're on the island, because we were also talking about, yeah. you were talking about De La and... Oh, yeah, South Shore. Uh, South Shore. Yeah, uh, Bayport is the name of the town. It's okay. about, um, it's in the... Uh, crap part between the city and the Hamptons yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not it's not water. it's no thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
It was where you moved when you wanted, you know, when I was born in 1985, it wasn't cool to live in New York City and go to public school then. No. Uh, I was at Kacha. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was the time when everyone was like, you gotta get the hell out of here. So everybody in my family um, basically moved out of uh, Bensonhurst and Forest Hills towards uh, farther east on the island. Um, by the time I was born there, most people were kind of, yeah, in, in, the, in the middle part somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and some people... Later, or like late 90s, early aughts, started swinging back towards the city, and um, uh, now both of my sisters uh, live here also, and um, my dad is down in Palm Beach, where all good Upper East Siders go to die. Oh, so. yeah. Wait, was that the fifth bor- sixth borough? Sixth borough. Yeah. He's like, there's a St. Ambrose here. I'm really good. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Dad. I'm glad you're having brunch. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's like it's literally the entire neighborhood just transported. Everybody that's Italian American and Jewish. They find themselves very comfortably. <laughs> like, yeah. That's so cool. Um, I, I was, I was gonna, so no. you have two sisters? I do, yeah. Two sisters who are younger than me. Okay. Uh, we we're extremely close, like so close that all of our therapists are talk to us about differentiation. <laughs> 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 and then we get out of therapy and call each other and go, this bitch tried to say we were too close. <laughs> and, entangled. I'm not a mess I'm with like, you. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, if somebody wrongs one of us, the first thing the other one will say is, I'm checking the weather because we're going to make sure that it's not going to be a deep freeze tonight when we have to bury the body. Yeah, that's so funny. You guys are very attentive. That's yeah. very, that's that scene in the town. He's like, I need your help with something. My sister and I do that, <laughs> run that all the time. Who's, whose car are we going to take? Can I talk about it again? I, I, did, I can't tell you how many times we do that. Like, like, it's great, yeah. That's awesome. And, and, are they petite like you too? So you just—they are. So They're just slightly like larger than so I am. So you just like, like these little badass chicks. Yeah. From, uh... Oh God, my my youngest sister is is, um, is a very very sweet temperament. Yeah. But if you set her off, she will come for you with a tack hammer so fast you won't even hear the door. Like it's, I'm not kidding. And um, my in between sister is just mean. Like she, <laughs> She's just like a known quantity. Like she runs restaurants. She is, okay. a, a, you know, an incredibly, incredibly competent um, manager of people and hospitality. Uh, but she's just uh, not, you know, don't, don't take no shit from no one kind of person. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Wow. So. so you went to NYU. I did. Basically um, straight through. I did my undergraduate there, and then I did my I did a master's in Florence, and I did my PhD through NYU. Although I spent a lot of it at the Scuola Normale in Pisa, um, which is a a small, very uh, kind of elite little college in in uh, in Pisa. That's what's uh, Gemellato, um, twinned with the Ecole Normale in Paris. Oh. So. It's like a it's like a weird model. That's mm-hmm. why I say that. Yeah, it's outside of their normal system. Um, and for you, so you were like in New York in the early OOS going yes. to college. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Did you? Yeah. You want to? Yes. Could you could you catch me downstairs at yeah. Lit? Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> could you catch? Did I drink a lot of Stella Artois in in a in a turtleneck and blazer at Sophie's? Yes, absolutely. Did I? 
Was I was I on the list at Marquee at some point? Yes, definitely. <laughs> All every embarrassing thing you can think of. Yes. Did I did I lose it? Did I did I lose my wallet on the floor at the hole? Definitely. Also. <laughs> and so yeah, so you were. Um, that's but that's a cool. That was like everybody thinks their time was cool. I mean. Oh, I think we thought the opposite. I thought we thought like we were in like this Disney-fied dumbass New York. Well, I mean, it is, but but then I was thinking I saw a movie. But you were like you were like when the Strokes were coming on. Like that was a a hot time. I remember Williamsburg was coming up. Shooting pool at Welcome to the Johnsons one night. Next, I was like hanging there with them next to them. And they weren't even that cool. Like it was not. Yeah, it was like it was like just before. Yeah, yeah. All those guys hung out. I was. I'm thinking of the time that. That came to mind. I think at the in the basement at Lit, Avril Lavigne was there with that other punk kid that she married. I can't remember who he is, but anyway, like that. Those guys are all around. Yeah, they they got famous right after that. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, but I mean, obviously, let's be honest. They're probably New York was never cooler than Studio Fifty Four days. Yeah, it's just like yeah, it just wasn't. I mean, like. And even like yeah, for me, I was the ni- I was early nineties yeah. in New York, you know, Biggie yeah. hip hop, Brooklyn. Yeah. But like when I saw that movie, I was like, yeah, New York does still always has this thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. It, I mean, it was fun. We had a good time. For sure. I mean, like you said, but, yeah. did I do this? Yes. Did I do that? Yeah. All that shit. <laughs> yeah. Just change the name of the club. Right. Yeah. Someone totally. did it. That's that's true. That's true for sure. And I, I. You know, I was also because I started going out in New York already when I was like a teenager. Right. Um, so by the time I was sixteen, I used to like bop around the East Village and, you know, make bad decisions. <laughs> but luckily, I made it. So um, I'm still alive to tell the tale. Well, so, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. what is uh, youth for yeah. if not for making yeah. bad decisions? Right. Um, okay, so let's. We before we I mean, you went straight through graduated early. That's great, but mm-hmm. let's you come from an Italian family. Was wine kind of on the table growing up in oh, your house? Or yeah. Like, like... So I have so my family is very is very like down the line working class. Like okay. everybody was it's like humble but comfortable. I guess yeah. I would call it right. Yeah. Like um, my parents had me when they were really young, um, and then they had my two sisters in close succession. So by the time they were in their late twenties, they had three kids. They both worked a lot um and it was a uh again wanted for nothing but neither did we have anything extra so gotcha. um wine was definitely like present in the italian american side of my family where my mm-hmm. name comes from my mm-hmm. dad's um but my mom's family is like exactly the kind of Irish German American. Because you look, like, sorry, you look Irish. Yeah, I actually my my Sicilian grandmother was very light. Okay. And, um, so you know the Sicilians Tim, had a little bit of everything, right? Hannibal. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's deep. Kind of like it. Uh, uh, I so I on the. On that side, it's a little mixed, but yeah, right. my my mom's super. My mom can't even go out in the sun, like because is very very um, pale. Um, her family is all Coors Light, as cold as they can make it, and because it has burnt to hamburgers, be. right? Well, burnt hamburgers, right? Oof. Like that's that's their that's, like, <laughs> that's their scene, right? Which is cool. Listen, I can get down with a thirty rack no, and no. some of the chips, like no problem. No, it's right? fine. Really yeah, good. 
Uh, but my dad's side was way into food okay. and uh, and just like eating and conviviality in that way. When I was younger, it was more definitely still like uh, red saucy kind of um, more. You know, I guess the Italian American image that yeah, red lips, Sunday here, gravy, right? yeah, yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I got older, uh, people just started to make more money and get into stuff mm-hmm. that they could allow themselves to have as a result of that. And so, um, my my dad and his brothers uh, got more into wine and were more careful about it. And at one point, my dad. Um, it's this is a long story, but pivoted into restaurants. Okay. As a very very unlikely kind of path that way, and did not have any real investment. It was it was um, very lucky that he kind of like navigated through that. That, that, he, that he didn't get wiped out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he nearly did anyway. Oh, but yeah. it was like still yeah. like yeah, it was like he more or less kind of co- coasted uh, to a landing and then got out. Um, and and because of that, then he had like some more relationships with with distributors and had some stuff coming through that we wouldn't normally have an opportunity to taste. So I I had some experience with that, but it was very um, I would call it like kind of blurry, right? It was like wine was around, but yeah. I didn't like okay. think I didn't have any particular relationship with it. It was uh, something that came into my life more concretely when I moved to Italy because there was no not having it. So you had to you had to be able to make a decision about it somehow, right? Okay. So um, I think before that, when I was like, uh, just in my undergrad, I was in New York, I was definitely, I was always into food and, and all uh, wine, anything in the beverage world really. Um, and I started like going to fine dining restaurants, saving up to, set, to like get those experiences. Um, but in Italy, you had to be able to say what you wanted and you had to have wine at your house if you're going to have friends over. So then I like, as the academic side of me started to get into it and that's when I started to like lay some groundwork for real. So, um, you said you graduated early from NYU. Mm -hmm. Um, what did you major in? I ended up finishing in Italian, although I had done almost my entire undergraduate in Spanish literature. Okay. So I studied Spanish first and thoroughly. And then I went to Florence for a semester abroad. Okay. After a professor said to me, you know, you're good at languages. You should throw another one in there because that's, these are like skills you can take away with you. Yeah. And so I went to Florence both for the fun of it, but also because I could take, uh, I could get like all the credit that I needed real fast there. And so I did that. And I came back, and I was like, uh, adios, senors. <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, the, uh, Italy is, is great. I'm, I'm, I went over to the Italian department, and I was like, how do I do this all the time? And they're like, well, great news. We have, like, no majors, because Italian is a pretty, like, niche subject to study at that level. Mm-hmm. So we will happily do backflips to make this work for you. And then they helped me to get into graduate work after that also. And your graduate work, I said your focus is on pre-modern Italian literature. <laughs> what does it mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah what does what that does it mean? mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, um, 
broad strokes, historiographically, people tend to study either the ancient world, the medieval world, the Renaissance world, which is also called early modern, and uh, the modern and contemporary world. I did medieval, and in European studies, that counts from anything from like five, six hundred after zero to about fourteen hundred. If you're in Italy, it's Dante, like he's he's the whole game. So I was planning on doing stuff around the Renaissance because of food and beverage. Mm-hmm. It's a moment of like great like you know, the Colombian exchange, development of terroir, of laws around wine, banqueting, celebration, the courts, which is where that stuff has the space to develop. The first like professional famous chefs come up at that time like all that. So that's that's where I got. I moved to Florence and it happened that a man who became my mentor and the person I defended my dissertation with, John Frachero, was in residence doing a research year for himself at the time. He's um, probably the most famous scholar of Dante in America in maybe ever, but definitely in his generation. And he uh, was hanging out in Florence, living in my neighborhood, and we were introduced and he loved to drink martinis and smoke cigarettes in the piazza, and so did I. <laughs> and, uh, and we just used to hang out, and that's like, I mean, you asked me before, like, who I'd most like to have a, a bottle of wine with. I'm, like, actually going to get emotional just talking about it right now. Um, hanging out and drinking with him and talking about literature and history, like, was, it was just the best thing that I could ever think of doing. It was like, I had lived my whole life thinking that I was a weirdo Mm -hmm. because that's what I wanted to do. And then I met this person who not only loved all these things in the same way, but had become famous in the way that I wanted to be and had like lived his life in the way that I wanted to be. And, and he validated all of that and also told me that I was smart. And I just, it was like, it completely activated me. Like I just, everything that I had inside me was like able to come out and I uh, I spent all the rest of my life doing that studying Dante and all the things that came as a result yeah there's a great book by uh, Seth Godin I don't know if you know Seth anyway but I'm into I'm, I'm yeah. into marketing but Seth Godin mm-hmm. and it's called We're All Weird yeah <laughs> that's great <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah but, it, but yeah. there is that thing it, and he also he's the guy actually who Don the term coined the term tribes that people you hear people oh find your tribe like that yeah. was him and it is about yeah. there is a place yeah. where um, you find your people yeah yeah you know? and you're like you're not you know and you're not you're like and I think that's something that at least a lot of people I come across and I think that's kind of one of the things that you find in wine is like mm-hmm. a lot of people were. I wouldn't say outcast, but they felt they were free. didn't fit in yeah. in their town or whatever. Like, yeah. it was just a little, just felt a little different, you know? Um, yeah. At least a lot of my guests. So. Yeah. Um, and we're like, yeah, sure. 50 in or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I love that story. Um, and so, I'm going to school us because, okay, I joke, Dante, I think yeah. we, I'm sure we read, I'm sure I read The Inferno in, 11th grade and didn't really pay attention yeah. to it in the levels of hell. But right. being in Verona, uh-huh. right? And then I went up to, where is that? Oh, come on. Trento. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And I was, I'm like, it's all this fucking Dante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, totally. like, like yeah. who is this man? <laughs> they're really into him. <laughs> yeah, they're really into him in, in, in that uh, part of the Italy. Yeah. So Dante, um, his years are 1265 to 1321. So it's a time that most people don't think sounds very interesting or cool. But in Italy, it is the moment where all of these small cities that we now know because of this time, of, this, of the moment where they like flourished, um, are, are becoming these important, really dense urban centers and a lot of money is coming in and a lot of people and ideas and goods and exchange. So Florence in 1300 is the same size as Paris and London and, it's pro- and it is uh, very arguably the more important of the cities. It's um, a... Uh, a thriving center where people are just experimenting with stuff and there's some, there's wealth and the growth of a middle class and there's like a lot of um, different kind of intellectual activity and Dante is born there in that time and he is in this like kind of you know rising class status family mm-hmm. and starts studying everything and eventually decides that he's going to put aside all his other stuff and just write a masterpiece. And he's going to write it in Italian, which is unusual at the time because most people are writing in Latin if there's something is serious. Wow. So he says, no, I'm going to do... It's basically like writing in street slang now. Um, and he is going to say that he went on a journey through the afterlife and he's going to ask all the questions and give all the answers. And so the, the Divine Comedy is a story of him waking up, as the first lines go, in the middle of our lives, of life's journey, and he's confused and alone. And it's a midlife crisis. It's everybody. Right? I was like, he's wow. Like, yeah. Right? He writes it and he, he stages it in 1300. He's 35, right? So... He is like, I, I don't know where I'm supposed to go from here. I've accomplished all these things that I was supposed to do up until this point. And I know that I have this potential, but I don't know how to use it. And I know that I'm supposed to make more of myself and be, you know. And so he writes, uh, he, he writes that story. The <clears throat> pilgrim is a character of himself in the story. Goes through hell, up the mountain of purgatory, and then into the heavens. And... He, in character, either encounters, uh, experiences things that allow him to understand the mysteries of life, or he actively asks the questions. He meets people and says, like, why does this happen? And why, you know? And there's a, the most, the most penetrating line for me is a moment in, in Paradiso, heaven, the third of the, of the parts of the, of the Divine Comedy, which nobody reads. Everybody reads hell in, in, uh, in high school, yeah. or at least a piece yeah. of it sometime. Right. Yeah, or yeah, plays no a one. video game at least, right? <laughs> yeah, that, um, but there are other parts nobody reads. Um, and in, but in heaven, he gets to this place where he meets a guy called Charles Martel, who was supposed to be the Holy Roman Emperor, but he died prematurely. And this, he's, Dante's talking with him, and he's like, I, it's, it, it crushed us that you died because you would have like brought together Europe and we would have been safe and stable and now there's all wars and all this stuff and the, uh, this guy goes yeah um, he's like why do you even participate like basically he says doesn't it just make sense to basically become kind of a hermit and just like wait until death and then you'll go to heaven and you'll be fine and Dante actually flips it on him and he says because the reason that all of this has value is because I'm a citizen, 
I, so participating in human community is what gives life and the afterlife value. And so to me, like I, I read that and I was like, that, that's it, right? That's it. Shit. <laughs> I love it. Um, and so this is great. And so you, you, um, you're over it, you're studying in Florence, meet your mentor. Um, how long was that? So you were there just for a year at that point? Uh, well, <laughs> so me. actually once I uh, finished, I did a semester abroad okay. and then I came back. I wrapped up my studies here, left immediately okay. to move to Florence. Okay. And then I lived, lived there for a while. I did my, I, from 2007 to 2009, lived there full time, moved back for a semester to start my PhD at NYU. And so I spent, a, I just spent the fall in New York and then I moved back to Italy and stayed there through for a couple more years while I did my PhD research. And then I moved to UC Berkeley where, well actually I had, I had a postdoc at UCLA and then I went to UC Berkeley to become um, what they call a lecturer, which is um, basically a professor without a contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I was there for um, four years. And then I got uh, another a postdoc fellowship at Pisa. Again, I went back to the Normale for a year. And then after that, I was back in California. Oh no, wait, I don't know. So anyway, there's something in between. But I so back. I was back between California and Italy, and then in 2020, I was planning on pivoting into just doing wine, because I wasn't getting a full time contract at any university. And then Dartmouth uh, called me, and I moved there to start the 2020 academic year in the fall when it was the pandemic. <laughs> Um, and now uh, I, I somehow figured it out and stayed there. And uh, right now I'm, uh, I'm on sabbatical from Dartmouth, but I hope to be at Dartmouth for as long as they'll keep me. <laughs> wow. So let's back up. So what were you doing when you moved back and you're living there in, in Italy? <clears throat> uh, I was uh, you said st doing my studies. I was also teaching. And then I started doing some wine stuff already then. Okay. Um, but it was actually in California, mostly because I needed a, a second hustle. Like I, I didn't make enough money. Um, uh, it's the Bay Area. <laughs> I was working as a, um, you know, a year-to-year -year contract humanities professor mm -hmm. at what is ultimately a public school, even if it's UC Berkeley. Yeah, it uh, is. I mean, it's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's. Salaries I mean, do not match. California's uh, got yeah. probably the greatest. Public university system. Fantastic place to be for UCLA many, is many a public reasons. School. Absolutely, yeah. USC. Um, that's where the rich kids go. I'm, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're aware. No, about it. Yeah. Um, so uh, that uh, it, it, I, I was I was kind of pushed to get more serious at that point. I okay. Was like, so when did you get into wine? Let's back yeah. up because you said so. Yeah. Like you're living in Italy. Yeah. You've mentioned before you have yeah. to have wine in the house because yeah. you're you're because you're yeah. you know you're you're the American. Drinking martinis, yeah. smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. meeting you. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're doing you. Yeah. Can you imagine how much time this is before oh Italy God. had um, spirits culture at all. Like, yeah, yeah, I'd, have to, I'd have to jump behind the bar every single time and yeah. be like, "This is what I want," and they'd be like, "Okay, crazy." I mean, we were. Even, I mean, it, yeah. I, it, we were when we were in Verona. Like, they have now. They have like I went to we, I went to a funky little bar and they, yeah. they're doing like the smoke and drinks. But oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, even yeah. then. Yeah. When we go to that. Uh, what was that place that everybody oh, goes? Yeah, Archivio, I yeah, think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they make good cocktails, but like everybody's like, even but it's such a mm -hmm. 
snooty crap. Why people are funny, man. Yeah. Right? Everybody's got, Everybody's like, ah, got an a little opinion. off. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. I like I like three to one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> but like yeah, I mean, was yeah. I mean, because even, let's be honest, cocktail culture wasn't even that... When did cocktail culture... Oh, it's man. so it's so recent. Um, yeah, I mean, even here, like the mixologist thing is is. I oh, mean, it's God, not even yeah. super old. It's not like I mean the the cocktail of the time that I was hanging out was the Cosmo because it's Sex in the City. Right, that's right. right? Yeah, that's, right. Like, that's right. Oh my God. Yeah, like even dudes are drinking Cosmo. Just make Cosmo. Yeah, vodka, absolutely. Whatever, yeah. Like now, really, I mean, yeah, it's it's twenty maybe twenty years in New York, maybe right. right? I really so it's super it new there. Yeah, and in Italy, it's like the last five years right. maybe. Like there are some people who ahead of the curve but that's when like, I mean people don't you go to an, an Italian older than me you go to their house they don't have a bar right? right like they have you know maybe they have like they have their amari right, right. they have like their digestives their aperitifs whatever right. but they don't have stuff to make cocktails like not a thing um, but they do always have everybody always has some wine in their house mm-hmm. so to your point I was I was living by myself and I was trying to make friends. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I still say that. That's the only reason why. I never. I was never actually a smoker. I was just smoked cigarettes so I could hang. Yeah. Because if you wanted to make friends, you'd go out with the other kids. Right, right, uh, you know, right. and you'd be having a drink at the bar and then you'd go out, bump yep. the smoke, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'd like, right, right, right. start the conversation. Smoking. That was my move, right? <laughs> yeah. start, it's like, I don't want to talk to this girl. Okay, she yeah. smokes. Make up smoke a cigarette. Yeah, it's like, it's, like <laughs> it's the easiest thing. It's like, anything, Gotta, can I bump the smoke? Anything else you have right, to like, like, figure and out. Then, and then you're like, oh, now, now I, I broke the ice. Yeah, right? now, we're, now we're talking. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, <laughs> so, funny. Uh, so I, um, I, you know, the wine was like, was that, right? It, it, and it's still, right? It's social lubrication. But Absolutely. I was like, you know, you got to invite somebody over. You got to offer them some wine. And so I had to go places in Aspen. And so you'd go to the, and in Italy, one of the things that at the time was really stressful, but now it's something that I love, is that your experience in commerce is very personal, right? So you go to the store there, you don't just like grab stuff and go. Right. You talk to the person, right? Oh, you always talk to the person. Right, right. It's very rude <laughs> to not actually like, one of the things I always tell my students is like, you walk into a place, you greet the shop owner very expressly, right? You say buongiorno or buonasera. And then if you leave, even without getting anything, you salute them before you leave, right? And you're when you're buying stuff, a lot of, a lot of places still, you know, like the old, the older style uh, fruit and vegetable places, and a, a, a cheese shop or a bakery. Like you don't, even if things are ostensibly accessible by hand, you don't do it. They do it, right? So you have to talk through what you want, and they'll provide it. So with wine, it's not like you're just gonna go in and take a bottle off the shelf. You gotta talk to the guy anyway. They don't right? have Josh. So, they don't have the Italian right, exactly, Josh. And right, shit, yeah. right. I mean, there's plenty of bad wine, right? There's like, there's not. Oh God, oh God. <laughs> well, I don't have to. I'm not part of that, so that's yeah, fine. I won't name names for Italian. Uh, but, uh, they, uh, you know, they they would have to uh, get it for you anyway. So then you'd, so you'd ask, so you'd say, this is what I'm doing. And you, and you always give contacts, right? You say, I'm having four people over, I'm making this pasta, we're going to hang. And, you know, and they would say, okay, well, this is how much wine you should get. And these are the kinds of wines that are good for that. And they would tell you a little bit about it. If they saw that you were curious, they didn't necessarily shove it down your throat. But, um, so I started having those experiences and I enjoyed that. Again, you know, food and wine get me gassed up. So I was, 
I wanted to chill and hang and I liked that I could, as my Italian got stronger, I was able to have these conversations. So everything about it was kind of pulling that together. Yeah. No, I love that because someone, I, I love my, it's so funny, my level of where I like to work in wine, I like wine retail because it's personal. Yeah. Like yeah. wholesale, you gotta. Yeah. God bless all our friends, yeah. you know. But like, you you gotta sell. You gotta move cases, right? You're right? Moving, you're moving and that's fine. Yeah. It's nothing wrong with that. Um, but like, but to your point, the average American, like you know, I had a job at Whole Foods because I missed selling wine, and mm. you know, and I was and like, people don't want help in America. They just want to. They just want to grab some shit. Like they get really anxious get, about it. Get, yeah. You know, and yeah. I'm like, dude, I, I want to talk to you about yeah. wine, yeah. not to impress you. Like, yeah. like you know, there's like, a story here. There's a yeah, story yeah, here. Enjoy you know? it. Yeah. And you know, it's. <laughs> totally. Well, when I take people tasting, which I do a lot in Italy now, so a couple like I do a couple of trips over the summers, really small groups. Uh, every time I finish with uh, you know a few days with people, they're like, I've had all every single wine I've had is the best wine of my life here, and I'm like, it's it, it might be honestly depending on what they've drank before. I, I'm I'm pretty good at picking Italian wine; it's kind of my thing, right? But I it, I'm. 99% sure every time that it's just because we sat there and talked about it and had a good time, that's right? It, that's like it. They, I'm like, you connected with the wine, right? You're, you're not having right. the best sip of your life. And when people ask that experience, you know, we're in an interview, they always ask you, you know, what was the wine that turned you on to wine? And I'm like, I, I'm pretty doubtful that it was actually the wine. I think it's whatever was happening yeah. and whatever somebody told you. Yeah. And suddenly that was the moment where the light went on, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I love that. I I, uh, I, I want to ask you that one. Um, <laughs> I don't even have questions. I'm just, I, just, I, know, I have I this know. shit to look like I'm like professional and shit. I brought a pen. I got a so pen. So you know I write things. Like notes. David, <laughs> notes. Notes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, I cut and paste. I was like, oh, yeah. Chad, that was episode 93. <laughs> Cross out, put Danielle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Danielle. <laughs> I've never fucked that yeah. up though, because <laughs> I don't really rely on these. Yeah. <laughs> Just some bullet points. Yeah. But I say to people all the time, you'll never have wine. The wine will never taste as good as it does at the winery. Yeah. Right? Like like yeah. people go to Napa Valley, and they only have to go to a good winery, Thanks. and they get on the mailing list. Like the wine was so incredible, and they come back, or like I had this wine, and you're like. It's not really that good wine. It was the experience. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah. it was just the experience you were having on that day yeah. with the people you've been riding around drinking all day. Yeah, and, I, you guys you are know, on your, like, sixth stop. Sixth stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, the wine bus, was all you know. juiced. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's not really Sweating, what you think it is. Sweating, you know, each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> God, this is great juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's it, right? Yeah. That's, you know, wine is great for bringing people together, and you said so. It is social lubricant. Let's yeah. not act like I. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But how do I want to say this? Not even to not that I'm worried about offending anybody because mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, people are you're just different when you. It's it's a social thing, right? Yeah. Like you know. So um, and so. You are doing so. You you get into food and wine. Well, you're into food. You like like yeah. chef. Um, and talk a little bit about because you know this is my, I, I've been to Italy twice. I went to Rome, then I went down to the Malfi, and then this is my first time ever on. It's my first like wine trip to Italy. Oh wow, okay. Um, talk about and so but and so when you're there, like um, 
I'm not gonna. I don't want to piss anybody off, but like for me, I haven't been to Spain yet. But like, it really does seem like the Italians have food and wine nailed. Like what grows together I'll tell goes you, together. I have so when I work with like my friends in academia <clears throat> yep. who work on Iberia in the same period as me, they they're like. We go to Italy to like, take things up a notch. Like, we love we love Spain, <laughs> right, right, right? right? But like Italy has it dialed in in this different way. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a different yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I think Spain. Yeah. You, you do have like this small bites and yeah. then you're in Galicia and yeah. you're on the album, but like, uh, but yeah. like literally, like like you said, the market, that food, yeah. like. Uh, well, also, I mean, there's there's a there's a, there's a big difference. Because Italy is also still a G8 economy for all of its many problems, right? People have money to spend there. It's a different level. And the amount of tourists that come there is extraordinarily higher than most other European places, right? So Italy is working with a loaded deck in that sense. And then you go to France is the other real comparison there. If we talk like economically and socially having like... But the food and wine, I was talking as well, the food and wine don't necessarily go together in France, right? Well, it's not not, not necessarily. France had had a centralized government from the period that I study, basically, right? Like, so from from a little bit after the Middle Ages, France becomes a centralized monarchy. And so there's a, a sense of self and place, terroir, all of those things develop at that time in tandem with a much kind of larger identity of the hexagon, right? And you go to Italy, and that's not true until ostensibly 1861 right. when it becomes a country. But right. that, but trust me, I was just in Abruzzo, and there's like, like people are still mad about the about being forced to become. Well, it's like they're like we're Catalonians in Spain. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, oh yeah, but this is like we're best. But they're like. That's, that at least there's like there's more of it, it's too long to explain but it, the 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 amount of of attachment to your local identity yeah. despite being allowed to mostly keep it and have like <laughs> like is still like they are still um, and and there are great there are good reasons for it politically you know there are lots of places you know you're speaking of like the Trentino Alto Adige Alto Adige was annexed. By Mussolini, he colonized it literally, right. but sent Italians to Bolzano, right. ethnic Italians to Bolzano, in a place where people were not ethnically Italian. Forced Austria, everyone yeah. to speak uh, Italian, yeah, right. and so like you know, so there's there I are had hard a, feelings for. I had reason. the count on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, man, oh come on, you know he is. Fuck. Uh, which from man he uh he does a, oh jeez. This is the problem you drink and smoke. Uh-huh. Um, oh, is that what it is? Uh, I, thought, I thought I was getting older. <laughs> no. No. Okay. no. I didn't have to, uh-huh, yeah. you, you tacked no, that like, onto it, too. I'm like... Oh, my God. He makes incredible white wines and red wines, and but more of the white wines. Oh, man. Yeah. Freaking Adrian Chalk we'll imports his shit. Come on. You know Adrian. We'll come, we'll come back to it. Yeah. It'll, yeah. it'll pop up yeah, yeah, it'll when come, we're done. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But, yeah. He was... Because t- his family is Austrian. I was like, how did your name... Yeah. Like, and, like, well, we're yeah. annexed, right? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so... So, you're saying, like, like the Abruzzo. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like people... Like, we don't... Like, America doesn't... We don't, like, we don't... Americans, we don't... We don't... It's like, just not the same. It's not not the same, and we don't we don't we don't know our history the way people do. Yeah, that, I mean that's Europe. something too. It's also there's. I mean, America has a more complicated history because there's a hard break between 
indigenous communities living in the Americas, European colonization, and then everything in between and after, right? So, that, like, the threads are, yeah. apart from the discomfort with violence and genocide at, at all, <laughs> like, like, it's great to use a good catch-all Latin term exactly. for um, bloodshed and mutual animosity, right? But there's... Um, but it, it makes it harder to kind of make it a neat package. And that's actually what I'm talking about with France, right? Because, yep. like... France was like, this is French cuisine, this is French wine. Right. Now, that's not, at the local level, that's not the case, right? right. Obviously, you go to Normandy, right. you go to Marseille, you yeah, go to, like, right. every yeah. everybody has stuff that they do that isn't the same. But there's a French, there's a, there's yeah. a polished I mean, first I mean, level, I mean, right? I mean, um, they, yeah. I mean, on one level. Yeah. So, when it comes to, yeah, I totally agree. Yep. And see, Like, the number one luxury brand in wine is Champagne. It's right. a region, right? Exactly. They nailed it. Right, exactly. and then you have right. Burgundy, and you have Bordeaux, yeah, right. and but like that's there's so much more to French wine. Uh, Where, whereas, right. whereas Italy, you don't even know where to start. Like fucking, what do you got? Eight million fucking grape yeah. varieties, and yeah. they're all weird. Shit and that's like people are like, oh, it's so it's so cool that they like maintain their indigenous and autochthonous varietals, and like, like I'm like, for a lot of places you go, it didn't even occur to them to get rid of those, right? right. Like there wasn't even that moment. There are some places where they they pulled them out and then came back to them. There's some places there. But there are a lot of places where they're like, this is the wine we make. Why the fuck would we change right, exactly. that? Exactly. Like, I, I yeah. really dig that. Yeah. And that, and it's just like, that's that's that for them, right? So that's it. And there, um, and there is no such thing. Like, you go to Italy, like, great, for me, the years of my uh, my literal education years there <coughs> where I was studying, I was... Under, one of the first things that slaps you across the face is that there is no way of understanding anything about Italy besides spending a lot of time there and traveling there no. because it's a big, very diverse place. And our attempt to distill it into one thing is not going to work. Like, it's just that is immediately a failure. Yeah. Chianti. Yeah. Meatball parmigiana. Yeah. Chicken parmigiana. Right. Spaghetti meatballs. Like, lasagna. All of it, so right, chicken parmesan, a thing that does not exist this at all, Italy. period, in Italy, right? Um, spaghetti and meatballs is actually a thing that exists in Abruzzo, coincidentally, is a place where you can find spaghetti and meatballs, but the meatballs are like this big. Uh, that's great for podcasting, right? Yeah. Using your hand inside well, you know, to make I mean, a gesture, right? Allegedly, these are going to go up on yeah, YouTube, exactly. but like, like, I don't have time So to you have, it. A, yeah, yeah. So, uh, they're tiny, is yeah. the point. Um, there's um, uh, lasagna. The way we have it here doesn't exist there, although there, it's similar. There are similar yeah, versions, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah. so, like all of those things, there's like there's the in between. There's like the the American American. There's the Italian American. There's the regional Italian, and then there's all kinds of other stuff that you've never heard of because it never went anywhere except right there, right? So, excuse me. Um, we have uh, a real. You know, you get to Italy and you're like. Whoa, there I have, and I that excited me. It overwhelms most people, but I was like, Oh, this could this could take my whole life, and I could never know all of it. And I was just so pumped about that. It's a great place to take a quick break. We're gonna talk about whoa. All right, we'll be back with more of Dr. Danielle Caligari in just a second. Hey, I don't know if I told you this guys earlier, but. Last year, Grenache Fest sold out within 72 hours, right? So if you want to be there in 2024, on November 8th, make sure 
that you go over to GrenacheFest.com and sign up for the email list so you will be the first to know when tickets go on sale. Like I said before, this was a one-of-a-kind event. Imagine wine and music coming together in a way that just I had never seen before. Go to GrenacheFest.com for more information. Okay, we're back. And like you you lit up and you're like that that whoa moment, right? Um Yeah, what was what was it? I mean, we we've been we've been talking around this, but what was it like when you first went? You got off the plane. Where'd you fly into? You fly into Venice, you fly into Rome. Where'd you fly uh, into? I think Let's see. The f- when I mo- when I went there to move there, I flew to Florence. Okay. I actually by then had f- actually I, I can't remember when I went there to move there. This is really funny. I was picked up. I had three friends, two Italian, one American. They came. They had a smart car and a Harley Davidson among the three of them. Okay. So they picked me up at the airport in Florence. They put my suitcase into the smart car in the back. I had exactly enough room for like one large suitcase. And they and then I rode on the back of my friend's Harley. I actually I it's really funny because I hadn't thought of that in a long time. I don't think I've ever told that story. But that's how I got and they tossed me off. Yeah. And it's a really short ride from Peretola to the center. It's okay. like, um, I think it's like 10 kilometers. You can walk, actually. Like, it's a long walk, but you could even walk. 10 kilometers, that, yeah. that's a, that's 6.2. That's a yeah. long walk. It's a long Just, walk, but you but, can do But you that. can walk yeah. it. So that's like to the center center. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. so anyway, um, so there, yeah, so I got there. But now, when I went to move there, I had spent time there already mm-hmm. a little bit. I had spent like several months altogether. Um, so I, I kind of knew it, but I also... I don't think I appreciated like it was it was January and it was a um, a time where right before Florence really became a, an all year tourist destination. A couple of years later, there was no like off season, but for a long time, it was a place where people visited in huge numbers between April and October. Right. But you didn't find anybody outside the holiday, you know, maybe around Christmas time, but. Um, you you didn't find anybody hanging around who wasn't living there in January and February. It's it's cold. It's kind of gloomy. Like it, it's still beautiful, but it's and it's small. It's a small city. So, um, so you know, it was it was lonely more than anything else. Like I you know, I didn't have the internet. I didn't have uh, I, you know. They, eventually, I got my um, apartment got uh, hardwired, but I didn't have the internet. I didn't have TV really. I had like um the television was there but I didn't pay for a cable obviously so it had like three channels and one was like scrambly in German so um, <laughs> uh, um, eventually I got I think I moved into another place and there's MTV Italia was on so I would turn that on in the morning um, I didn't you couldn't really spend time on the phone yet because it was really expensive still right oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so you still there was you know, no unlimited plan. Cell phones were freaking expensive. Expe- yeah, calls were a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and so, like, what a I was still, yeah, yeah, really. I know it was nuts. <laughs> like, especially because, like, one minute later, everybody was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, um, but so I didn't. You know, I didn't. I I didn't really have any friends yet. I didn't have. Okay. Uh, you know, I had, a, I had a couple of friends, but they had lives there, so it's like I was sort of peripheral. And then I had um, a uh, not. I had a. a, a 
not very very uh, significant but still you know pretty intense academic schedule okay um, that was made more intense by the fact that I was doing everything in Italian and I wasn't really at that level yet you know like I was still um, uh, able to speak well but I my Spanish was way stronger than you know I was able to speak Spanish really well now I speak it's like shortly thereafter I realized that Italian is just one of those things that was like my hidden talent like I for whatever reason I and I'm good at languages in general I pick up things right quickly and I you know my other languages are I'm, I'm decent at but Italian is just one of these things where I am I was like born to express myself in it <laughs> once I once I like locked in I like I can I, there are lots of things that I can express really better in Italian than in English, and I have like very good turns of phrase. It's very natural for me, um, and I went to university and was not there yet with that. And so I was attending classes, and I was struggling to keep up. And I was reading ancient and early modern literature, and I was. Um, it was you know cold and getting dark early and there was nothing to do you know so um so you know i went to, i had a local uh obviously we started making some friends there slowly mostly drank a lot of bad beer because italian oh italian time. beers i, I was well, now there's great craft no i know beer. i know there's, actually yeah, no actually the before, yeah yeah when i worked at whole foods some times, guy, yeah there was some craft yeah. beer um yeah. that was really good it was like i mean it, like, like it was expensive it was like it was like a 16 Point yeah. nine bottle and it was like seven Are bucks, but it was really good. Is that? I think yeah, I think so, I've been yeah. killing. Yeah, I think yeah. I. The uh, the Master Vino. Shout out to Piero. Is, yeah, is a is wild and cool. Um, Dan's wine is gonna take me through this afternoon though. There you go. Well, once we get started. <laughs> <laughs> um, All gas, no breaks. I know. Mm. Yeah. Um, so. Mm. I love that you said because I, I am. I, I joke. I tell people yeah. I barely like when I whenever I have to talk to uh, someone who's not a Native American an English yeah. speaker, and it is more American because you know yes. we're not yeah, English. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm like no 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 no. <laughs> yeah. My 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 Italian's bad. My English is worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah. Like like um, I'm always fascinated by people who can learn foreign languages. It's the most amazing thing. Talk about what it's like to talk to people in their native tongue and how they yeah. respond to you. Cause you, you know. Well, and, I, and that's actually where I was going with that. So you, you picked up the thread perfectly because it was it, that was hard, but that trial by fire led me to a place where I, because my Italian was really strong in this academic sphere where things were like more rigorous and yep. the register is higher and people, and, and more is on the line, like... People are really judgy about it, right? It's a the Italian university is an old school place, right? Yeah, it's because um, it's not a it's not a business like it is no, here, it's, right? Like it's literally it's about all learning about separating and, the and academic. Really, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I was seeing that. On oh the God! Way here. Oh, you know the way you do exams there. So at the end of a course, you don't. There's no work traditionally. Now things have changed a little bit, but there traditionally. You take a class. You mm-hmm. you go to you go to your your classes all through the semester. At the end, there's exams. You, uh, there are like, you know, a few days of exams. You sign up for a time. You go to class that day. You go up to the front of the classroom and you are interrogated by a professor. And usually they're like, so that, this is like, like a PhD, depending on your yes. dissertation. But right. this but is for like every single exam. All your exams are oral and they're in front of your whole, all of your classmates and with multiple professors. So, like, they're. 
Now, when I went, you know, for like things, a regular class, sometimes the professor would do it like in their office. So it would just be like <clears throat> the other students who were taking their exam that day, not mm-hmm. necessarily that many people. Uh, like it could be a little bit like slightly lower stakes, but it's coming from an American model where you like write your test and like put right. it into a secret envelope right. and no one will ever right. like... Blue yeah. book with yeah. a number on it. No, they were like, oh, you're dumb? Everyone's going to know. <laughs> There's not going to be any question. When you fail, everyone's going to be like, no, I was there. That kid yeah. is, does not deserve yeah, to get stunk okay. it up. Yeah, yeah. Like, you embarrassed yourself and your family. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. and, I, and I, I've been watching, yeah. I love that. I was I've been watching yeah. Marvel's Miss Maisel now it's uh-huh. over like, oh, yeah. and 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 like her dad is a professor at Columbia yeah. Yeah. but like it's in the fifties and like literally yeah. he's a professor he's like he's like he taught math he's like yeah. he's like all you deserve to be here except for you six and he would point out to yeah. me, like, like oh oh that was so that so your PhD also in America, even in America that's uh, like that model prevails yeah. so like you know John who was my mentor we had a very very caring friendship but for work. I mean, he would read my stuff and go, what, what's this? <laughs> like, you didn't, you didn't read this closely and this is wrong. I mean, he would, he would just say wrong. No. Uh, you can't say that shit now. Yeah. He'd be, okay. Then he'd say, I remember when I, I, and this, I took as a great compliment. Your, your style in terms of my writing is mostly good. <laughs> I was like, I left. Like, I was like, I was like, guys, my, I'm mostly okay I'm at mostly this. Yeah, like, my life's pursuit. Yeah. Like, so, so I, in that context, I learned Italian, yep. and it was, you know, they they just beat it into me, right? Yep. And so, so then I was able to take that to other places. So then I go and talk to people about wine, yep. and I'm like, I. I was I was nervous about the wine part because I didn't know about the wine okay. yet, right? Yep. But my Italian was good, and they are used to people who know about wine but can't they can't communicate with yep. them, right? Yep. And we know, and this is my like, you know, it's yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and this is like right. It's so funny because this is not only my job now, but this is like the thing that people are hunting me down for. Like I just you know I've been people interviewing me in the Italian newspaper and stuff, and they're like they're so excited. And I'm like, there are people who know a lot more about wine than me, but they can't talk to them about it, so it doesn't matter, no, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, as a podcast, it's it's, it's a flip. Yeah. Like when people yeah. like recommend, I'm like, how good is their English? Because you know, yeah. I, I don't speak another language. Right. So, so, it's like, so like, I, I mean, yeah. you know, like, so if people, I would love to interview lots of people, but like, they have to yeah. have a certain like, because with me, I'm so American. Yeah. There's nuance to my jokes and everything, and like you know, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. The wine. Yeah started really in Berkeley because you were not tenure track yes, and you need a side hustle. So then okay. I was like, so then I had this great positive experience of being in Italy, getting yep. to know it, feel more comfortable, shedding that American discomfort with wine. And then I knew Italy. So that was also, right, that's a challenge, you know, you learn, right, you're trying to learn about wine and you're like, where the fuck is this? Yeah. Holy shit, right? There's so much all the time. Like, <laughs> yep. And I was like, no, Italy I know inside and out. So when the wine's introduced to me and you tell me where it's from, I know exactly, I know right, everything. Right, I can right. picture the weather. I can picture being there. I can pick, right? I have to tell my friends, right. okay, where is that? And they're yeah. like, okay, this yeah. is this far from the boot, right? Right, exactly. Like, like, and, and there's but like, you so know. we're talking about Irpinia. Like, yep. Irpinia isn't useful 
to people in America because you try to tell them where it's close to and you say Amalfi Coast and those could not be less close to each other in terms of what the the territory is like, right? right. So it's like the Irpinia is mountainous, it's cold, they get hailstorms all the time. It's like it's a complicated place for weather, it makes great wine as a result, but it's Wait, like, they have they have hail yeah. in the south of yeah, the exactly. it's, it's not head, right? right, it's not it's not sunshine, right? right. I mean there's yeah. you know, plenty of hot day, obviously. Like, oh, whatever, you gotta go but, great, yeah. Right. But I, I like I'm just saying like it's not it's, it's not your beach vacation place right, right. so anyway so I go I go to California I'm um, you know scraping by barely with my academic work and I'm I'm hustling for that because I really want to make a career in academia I cared a yeah. lot I care I do care I remain right now I'm calmer because I have the yeah, job right yeah, yeah. but um, that always but, helps but I um, but I, I really, I wanted that recognition in addition to the, the just the stability of it. And um, I was like, all right, I got to make a buck here, though. So I'm in California. Wine's everywhere. I know about Italian wine. People want somebody who knows about Italian wine. I start working with some other friends, a friend of mine, Carmen Gomez, who uh, we do some Italian wine travel together. Still now, we have a little business for that. Um is also PhD literature, Italian literature, yeah. do, same deal. She's into it. We start doing some events. I start collaborating with other people. I just started sniffing out people who are working with Italian varietals in California. Okay. Um, pointing to dance bottle right now, right? Uh, and uh, I got in touch with a handful of people close to the Bay Area. And, uh, you know, I was like, listen... I know Italian stuff. You're making Italian wine in California. Let's uh, do things. And so I started running little events, and they were all about just because that's what I knew. They're about culture and history, because I was like, I can tell you about the wine, and I can read the specs to you. But I was like, my the thing that I can give that other people don't have is this the background right the context and that's what gets me excited anyway so i would be pouring wine and just talking about everything else besides the wine mostly right and and i and you know then people ask you stuff and i I tell them how it was made and everything sure right whatever but or why this style is useful or the you know but you know americans like 90 percent of their questions are like how do i open the bottle and how do i hold the glass like we're so uncomfortable with wine still so i'd be like hey guys chill I'm going to tell you a story and, like, drink some wine. Get in your mouth. I don't care how it gets there, you know? Like, and I was like, take the bottle. Go ahead. We got plenty, right? There's more where that came from, always. So, um, and so, I, you know, so that, and that was really successful at just, like, in like an anecdotal way. Like, I'm not even talking about monetizing it or doing, or what, what it led to career-wise for me. It was just, like, I would do this stuff and everyone would leave and be like, that was so much fun. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's have fun. Like, right, yeah. right, right. So, um, that, that laid that groundwork for me to bring that kind of experience to everything that I do with wine thereafter also. That's pretty insane. Did you, um... Did you ever shop? Um, I would have to assume you went to San Pablo and go to Kermit Lynch's shop. Yeah, right, sure, right, sure, right, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I was I could walk there from my house actually. It's also longish walk, but I would that's what you asked me what I like to do. Show. Like that's like yeah. a that would be a great day for me. I'd go. They opened a little uh, bar next door um, where they would have uh, they had wine by the glass. It's not Kermit, but it's a um, the uh, people next door because there's Acme Bakery right and mm-hmm. then there's um, this little place you get wine by the glass and they do these little um, 
like four minute eggs with aioli and anchovies on top and I'll go there and have a glass of wine and this little tiny snack and then buy some weird shit at Kermit Lynch and then walk myself home to enjoy for the night. <laughs> that was a great day. That, that, <laughs> that, was, like a, that day. was a great and rare day because at that time I was, if you think I work a lot now, should have seen me when I was still trying to get a tenure track professorship. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was, so why did you go right? I mean, I love, I love that. Um, you went right to events and creating experiences. What what yeah. kind of what's the time frame on this? That's um, from uh, twenty sixteen forward, I guess. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, so twenty sixteen to twenty twenty, I'm in Berkeley. I'm teaching. I actually did. A con- I had a concomitant appointment at UC Davis one year, okay. so I taught at both Davis and Berkeley. And so then Davis, I was there. All the Vidi Vinny people yep. there because obviously they are the wine school. And the library um, had I just gotten all of Jancis Robinson's papers and like had, was starting to kind of open up to that. Um, uh, it's like this humanities side approach. So mm-hmm. um, so we so I you know started meeting some people. You know it's a slow roll always. It felt it felt like I was um, digging a tunnel with a spoon a lot of times, but I. Um, but I, you know, I started, um, thinking about what I could bring to the table and I, I said, you know, this, this is what makes sense to me. I like, I like the hospitality part. Mm. I wanted to host people. I wanted to bring mm-hmm. people together. I wanted mm-hmm. to, I wanted to have a good time. So mm. that, um, and then I wanted it to be a bridge for people to be able to come to Italy eventually. And mm-hmm. that's what Carmen and I started doing our, the events in the Bay and bringing them over to uh, uh, using them as an opportunity to tell people that they could come with us and stay in Tuscany and then now eventually we also have a, a week in Sicily that we do every year and it's only it's eight people basically maximum um, but that's what you know it became this thing of like let's make a friendship let's talk about wine let's talk about Italian culture mm-hmm. and then let's um, and then from there let's have the opportunity to deepen your knowledge of wine if you choose to but that's that's not the goal it's just you know it's about the journey man right I love no I tell people like dude man dude listen hella more calorie yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was like dude listen there's if you want to learn about wine yeah there's probably better pocket. There, no, that's not probably. There's yeah. definitely better pockets. When people say they learn something, yeah. that's great. But it's just coming out in the conversation. It's not like, like, yeah. like I, yeah. I think too many people are like, okay, this yeah. is um, this grape is from here, and it does this, and they do it like, yeah. like it's like, I, I could give a shit. I like, yeah. I like to, I like cool. Pe- I enjoy yeah. wine, and I know wine. I can, I can do all that shit. I can do. It. Oh, wine flower. Yeah, man. I but, know. But, right. I, I feel like I sometimes I go back because I'm like I. I don't want to, I, like, we were, again, saying before, like, I don't like when people are showing off, and I feel like, like, false modesty is, is part of that also, right? I, I, like, I, yeah. yeah. I, I think there's, so there's a I'm fair careful. amount of that, yeah. of, of, like, like, dude, fucking, it's on the yeah. text sheet. Don't ask a question you know the answer to, because right. you want to ask Show a question. Show that you, you're like, like, oh, oh did this, oh, oh, my God, did you only do, like, 30% Mallow? Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, huh. yeah. <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there any answer? There's a carbonic yeah. maceration. I'm like, get out of you, natty fool. Uh, um, <laughs> no, but, right, so, like, but, a lot of times I'll say, like, I, I genuinely feel that way, so right. it's like, 
it's I, I have to I have to check myself because I'll be like I don't know that much about wine right? right and then people are like fuck you man right? no, I tell people all the time and, oh, like, yeah. and I'm like I mean ostensibly we know more than 99% of the population but because of that yeah. we hang with people who know more about right. wine and us. I'm just like right I, you know and I, we're in we're in Jeff Porter's house right yeah. <laughs> shout out to my man the true king in the north JP um, and he I, he and I compliment each other very well because Jeff has tasted way more wine in his life than I have. He's tasted more wine than most people ever. <laughs> he's yeah. like he's right up there in like the uh, in Italian wine. I'll say, um, uh, my, my man just finished four hundred Barolos this in three yeah, days. Yeah, that's another so. thing people don't understand. I was I forgot I was talking. I saw juice. Was uh, oh Owen Bargreen. Like yeah. people like like you know how much wine. Fucking yeah. Robert Parker used to taste. That's like I, you, you know, know how much wine. You know how much I wine I tasted in the last year. Like yeah. me myself. I mean, like, me. People I'm not even. And I'm not a mega taster. Like a lot. Like me people taste way more than right. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I had yeah. fucking. I, I've yeah. had like I've several thousand wines. I sure right. tasted. Yeah, so several thousand. That's like I, I just and I'm not even broaching right what people have over a lifetime. So like. There's that, and then there's the way that people learned about them. Like, I never worked the floor. I never kept inventory. I so love like, the floor. Right? The floor yeah. was, for me, so, it was a great place to go. Yeah, right. So I, I came at it, so, like, my kind of knowledge is different, and my way of approaching things. Well, we're going to look at you with the big yeah. brain and the PhD. Yeah, now, well, I, I know other stuff, but... <laughs> 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 um, but, right, so that's... Um, knowing about wine, there are all different ways to do it. But, so, for me, it was... It was bringing that and that bring, making people feel like they didn't, there's no knowing about wine. There's just enjoyment. Well, that's what I loved right? about it was yeah. like, you can never know it all. Yeah. I've had Master of a Wine tell me, she's yeah. like, I, I, if yeah. I told you I know everything about wine, I'd yeah. be lying because it's, it's different every, it's different every vintage. Right. Well, that's the other thing. That's right? the you first know, thing. the wines so you, that you know well, right. like there are the producers I know who are my friends. Yeah. I spend a lot of time with them. I yeah. taste all their wine yeah. as it comes out. Right. Yeah. And I'm still like... I see, because you're my friend, I see you maybe, you know, six times a year or something. And even then, every time I see you, there's something new. Right. Like, think about that. Now multiply it by the thousands of producers in Italy and the hundreds of thousands of etichette of labels that come out, right? It's, it's, it's a flood constantly. You are, I am up to my neck every single day and I work all day every day on it, right? Like, so that's, I, you saw when you came in here. Yeah, I was like, what I've the, got a blind, I mean, my assistant set me up with a blind, with, with a couple of racks of blinds to get through before I finish my Yeah, and there's day. about yeah. 50 wines on the counter over here that, that And I don't bring home wine. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I, again, like this sounds like this is a joke when my, you know, when your non-wine friends come over and you're like, ah, oh, there's nothing to drink here. Though, right. right. And they're like, bro, well, you probably have a thousand bottles. Of I know. Wine. I thought I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, like, I don't want to drink that. And I'm like, right, but it's not right. That's yeah. not for now. Yeah, yeah. like this, now, none, right. of, none of this yeah. works, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, like that's right. Like this is my counter has like 50 bottles of wine open on it. I'm not. That's that's not work. <laughs> <laughs> that's me keeping up. That's me like tasting what comes to me, what people ask me to see, what I know I haven't had, like. That's that's uh, the periphery, right? Like the heart of what I do is I go into the office and I taste through forty or fifty wines and I take my notes and I give my scores and like that's it. And then every second or third week I go to Italy, I do visits, I talk to people, you know, or every night when I'm in New York, I'm at dinner with somebody talking and keeping up, being informed. Like that's that's the heart of the work. This is me chilling and being like while I have a free minute, I'm gonna like activate my brain and be aware of something that I didn't know about before. That's so fucking cool. Um, 
I, there's a lot I want to unpack a few things I want to go back to yeah. when you said you reached out to people who are making Italian uh, varietals in California um, and so I am someone who loves 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 California Sangiovese California yeah. Barbera California Alianico yeah. uh, Dan does an incredible job with whites obviously yes. I mean and, and, and because when most people think of white I'm going to this be honest Pinot Grigio. People don't know to get a fucking Falangina or a fucking Grio. Uh, so, so, or... so speaking of my 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 beloved friend Jeff, who has to taste uh, all of the Pinot Grigio in Italy, basically, <laughs> I I have a lot of hard days at the office. It's it's Brunello for breakfast almost every day, right? And and Ayanico, young Ayanico, when you're like trying to push through it, it's Rachel, like I know it's so oh my job. I mean, it's not bad. It's just, it's, just, it's, 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 it's it's like a twenty year old wine. I minimum. always I was saying it's like that. Um, that uh, fake ED commercial they did with The Rock on SNL. Yeah. Where he goes, where he's, he's like, there are some side effects. <laughs> my, my teeth are loose, my bones are cold, my heart gets very, very hot. I can read minds. Like, I, you know, I'll go through a day with wines like that and I come out and I am shook. You know, like, I, I, I'm, I'm dehydrated and tired and, like, I can't think clearly. I want a bottom shelf vodka soda and then bedtime, you know? Like, it's a bottom shelf. Yeah. It's not even smearing off. Just house. No, I'm like, what do you guys got to go lower? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, okay. Keep going. Um, so, uh, you know, there's that process is uh, a very. Uh, you know, it, it brings you to understand what you appreciate or you don't very carefully. Right, right. And so then, like, but I, and so the whites that Dan's making here, like, I, I super appreciate because I take it out of context and all these things that I don't get to have all the time. But I think that all the Italian varietals that are happening in California, it's just, it's an, it's a natural affinity. And there are so many people who are doing such interesting things with them. And having done so much like focused tasting now, I have I actually appreciate them even more. So sorry, it's a long no, no, to no, say no, that I agree with you, but I because like yeah. I mean I remember like one time yeah. when I was out in Santa Barbara first met like we we do some blind stuff and like this guy lived at his in his place in his guest house. Yeah, gotta love California for that. Sure. Oh, he's got three houses yeah, exactly, in their exactly, house. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, we were tasting a bunch of stuff, and like he he blinds us on us, and it was just it was just fucking just a delicious yeah. wine. Yeah. Couldn't play. I was like, I don't know what it was. It was Fess Parker Dolcetto. Whoa! Down wow. the, right, exactly like yeah, shit like yeah, that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. and I used to get, and I was in Santa Barbara, and, and like there was yeah. a guy Jerry Morrow. He used to make Barbera. It was yeah. just fucking delicious. Barbera does great there. Barbera does great in California. Yeah. yeah. A soda Sangio, and so this yeah. is my this is my point. Yeah. So. And obviously, Primitivo, which, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, um, or Pavlak Malakam, whatever the Croatian, because, you know, uh, yeah. I learned, I'm, I've learned more yeah. about geography from yeah. wine, because, oh shit, Croatia's in the Mediterranean, yeah. you don't know that fucking shit, yeah. you know, like, yeah. most yeah. people don't right, know that. Right across the street from each other. Yeah, yeah. right across the street from each other, right? Um, but, I, this is my thing, I've said it before, I think the Judgment Parish was great and also bad, because... People pulled out their Sangiovese. They pulled out yeah. all these vines that they, their yeah. ancestors yeah. have brought. Yeah. 
Because it, it, it's commercially great. viable, right? Like, you know. So, uh, you know, I'm your Sandra Bebe. I am obsessed with what it can do in contexts that aren't. Right, me too. The, I mean, me too. I'm like, I'm like, ones, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this has got right food, yeah. but it's still got the dirtiness where yeah. sometimes it can be. And, yeah. and I've, you know, Audrey Frick, you know, Audrey. Yeah. yeah Audrey said, she's like, she said, I see one stuff. She's like, the problem, the challenge, not the problem, the challenge, I'm going to stop using the word. The challenge with Italian wines for most is like, they are rustic. They do take more time yeah. for a lot of people. And unless you go there or unless yeah. you go up, you know. So I just think yeah. there's certain things, but I, I'm a huge fan. I'm, I'm super excited about people who are cultivating, uh, you know, um, Italian varietals because it's a Mediterranean climate in California. Yeah. Well, I have I, I work a lot with um, Brian and Steffi Terizzi at Jornada in Paso. I've had their wines. They're, They're fantastic. incredible. Absolutely fantastic. I bought a bunch of those a couple years ago. And I um, I work with um, Pietro Butida, who makes Prima Materia, much, much even smaller than what we're talking about already, which mm-hmm. is you know a couple thousand bottles. But he 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 does single varietal bottlings of like twenty different Italian grapes. Uh, he makes great wine, but it's also just like it's a beautiful project because you get to have that experience, yep. right? You see the panorama, <clears throat> right. you get you find out it's gone. He has eight different uh, Sandro clones that he like mm. watches separate. It's, it's great. I, I mean, Steffi's wines are amazing. Uh, no, I can't complain about anybody really. Uh, it, it's only it's only glowing reviews. I I agree. Um, I think to come back to your other point, since now we're actually talking about wine a little bit, I should say Italian wine. My advice to everyone is sit on it as long as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, it's in my experience, whites, reds, anything that's made well in Italy, and there's lots of not good wine, but there's quite a lot of very good wine now, especially yeah, like yeah. very like good to excellent wine is is the it's like easy, you can throw a dart and hit it, and it's just all gonna be better almost without exception 10 15 years from now yeah i mean i get sent samples i like yeah. I, for new year's eve i had a 2016 beyond desanti mm-hmm. which i actually yeah. coravaned because i had i was yeah. tasting and yeah they're tasting the wine man I, I you know whatever and it, i drank it over three days and i was like oh this fucking sucks man. i get okay so i i get there's some big bottles that come past me obviously yeah um for, and I will take home. I had uh, Gaia, who's the winemaker at Maceto now. Yep. She's younger than me. Okay. Very cool. Um, I I got the Maceto and the Macetino. I left them open for two weeks. I drank a little bit every day. Fantastic. Yeah. Like the experience was great. Those are those are crazy wines. I did that with lots of my friends. I've been working a lot with the guys in Valdarno di Sopra, which is a small a dock. Um, outside of Florence to the southeast by Arezzo mm-hmm. that has it's very historic it was outlined in the 1716 Medici de- designations there but has just like never gotten attention for some reason even though there's lots of there's a handful of people making big serious wine there for, for a while but I did it with all of their wines also because I was trying to get serious about understanding that particular subzone all of them same thing opened them drank them for the entire week it was like seven days seven true days before anything started you know then was, the nose was was turning a little yeah, bit right, like there right. but i was i was like <laughs> truly enjoying it all so both things 
the bottle before opening it could 10, 15 years, all of them I think are yeah. in, in amazing shape. And because nobody really has problems with bacteria anymore. You know, you have a bad cork once in a while, right. for sure. That's definitely still an issue. But on the whole, cantinas are clean, right? The like the process is streamlined. Everybody has the technology to make sure that everything that's going in is in good shape. So you're, you're dealing with something that like it might not get better, but it won't get worse. Right. And it's, a lot of times it's getting a lot better. Sangiovese full stop i am hard on the train to you know 20 years out even for mid-tier bottlings honestly. yeah no it yeah. just it just <clears throat> i mean i i got some bottles brian gave me like and i'm like like here's some eight i'm like i'm not gonna touch these I'm, i mean yeah. as long as i'm just not gonna touch them and, yeah. and they're probably 25 dollars bottles so what i know though i know that's it i mean like, everything like, used like, to be 25 dollars a bottle oh, until somebody that? started right, right. auctioning it for <laughs> more than that so Fortunately, first class Bordeaux was forty dollars well, a bottle when I, I was alive. I it's know. Not, you know, these are I mean, recent I'm, phenomena. It like, is. Yeah. Like you said, Masetta. Oh my God, fuck. Yeah. Uh, you know. I get to drink this stuff because I don't have to pay. I know. Me too. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I, I tell people yeah. I either it's it's kind of I would not be spending my hard but I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna get there though. You're a superstar. But to your point. So what do you do with these people? Like, so you you work with Giornata. Like, what do you do? What do you like? Uh, so my deal is, and I'm going to say this here because maybe it's a platform where I'll I'll hear from people in a way that's useful, also. And yeah, you will. Useful to them, right? This yeah. actually ends up being for, yeah. for whatever reason. This is why yeah. my podcast is great, but it also is not. Anyway, I'm not going to say. It. But a it lot of a lot of yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, industry absolutely. people listen to yeah, this. I yeah, bet. Yeah, that yeah. makes me happy. Yeah. Um, my deal is, I find somebody who I think. We understand each other, right? So yep. I met you, and yep. I was like, "Let's be friends." Yep. After that, I just throw spaghetti at the wall. I anytime I have an idea, and you you all know now because we we are in touch and yep. in the same place. In addition to being friends, I I'm I just be like, here's I, I people get my friends make fun of me. I, I do numbered lists. Okay. <laughs> I have it's I have a lot my my. Activity level is high, so I have to like, I have to like knock them off that way. So, I I will text you and be and give you like a, a you know bullet points one to five that are like here are things that I thought of that maybe we could do together. Yeah, I love that. And then That's I just true. wait, and then you tell maybe maybe it's a pass on all right now. Right. Maybe one thing makes sense. Maybe it's a yes to everything. Maybe it's. A, Oh, I see. I see what you were thinking of. This is what I was thinking of. Look how we can meet in the middle and and actually make this twice as good, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so that's that's an ideal. I don't, I don't actually, um, you know, when I was in California looking at the Italian bridals, and now once I got to enthusiast and started sort of parsing out some projects that I could do. Basically, I was just like, okay, here are people I think are cool. I like what they're doing. Yeah. I think their wine is good. Yeah. Oh, and another thing that I should say <laughs> that I think is important, not because of integrity, but because it t- says something about how if you want to work with me, you can. <laughs> I taste everybody's wines first before I meet them. And I only take that next step if I like their wine. No, I think that's I, really important. That I, and I just so you know, I, because I don't... <laughs> I can't lie to somebody for the rest of my life. No, I right? hear you. So, yeah. so I, I talk to them, and then and there are, I am there are friends I have made in other ways who make wine that isn't for me, and I have said to them, I am really these are the things that I like about your projects, 
And I, we work around the fact that the wine isn't something that I can personally spend time with. Yeah, you and me have a similar philosophy that, like, like I get hit up all the time now, and and I said this, I'm like, first of all, you got to be cool, and like, because that's what it started with was like, who would I want to get to know better? But like, people send me wine, and and like, I'm like, I'm not. This is why I say I'm not an influencer because I'm not just gonna hold up somebody's bottle of wine because they sent me a bottle of wine. Yeah, right, right. right? And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, people are like, oh, did you? And like, I'm like, if if I didn't do a post about you, if I didn't even, and I used to write reviews, which I got to figure out what I'm doing. This mm-hmm. is very great. You're helping me. Yeah, I mean, you got to talk it out. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah. people would say that for a while because that's how I got started. But like, and then I kind of fell off that because I've been doing this, which I really because I'm about the story and experience. Yeah. However, um, working on those hustles, yeah. but like, I'm like. Yeah, dude. Um, it, it, you know, I will never, I will never shit on somebody's wine. Right? No, I, I don't. I will never trash someone's wine. You don't have anything nice to I say. Don't anything, anything that's why. Yeah. That, that's how I grew up. Like, yeah. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. I mean, I hate when I see there's people who do write reviews and they're just scathing. Like, even, even like professional reviewers. And this is the thing. Even professional reviewers. Don't score. You know they they don't scathe the wine. No, they, they, they're, I, like, they're like you know it's quaffable. Blah blah. Yeah, eighty eight points. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. It but no, but like then you see people. Everybody like you yeah. said, we talk about they want to show yeah. out. Like I know more about wine, and this is why this is no good, and that's no good. Like why? Yeah. What are you bringing to the table? Then listen, yeah. you didn't actually have to write about the fucking wine. Like, right. like so so instead of like because you know what you're fucking with someone's livelihood right so yeah. if someone wants to go buy their wine yeah. let them buy the wine they don't buy it again but don't take people away from someone's thing because of your fucking opinion yeah yeah well at the end of the day it's still taste it's subjective <laughs> because so, they're thinking, like, yeah. you know there are some people whose philosophies I don't espouse and that's a separate thing that's uh, so, a whole other thing too right, I, yeah, mean, but, I mean but like it's yeah, yeah I love I love yeah. that and and you know, uh, I, I, you know, people pitch. I'm like, you know, first of all, this is what I've been yeah. enjoying doing is sitting down across from people yeah. and actually drinking wine because even if you sit, pandemic we had to, but if you send me, say Dan sent me this wine, which he does. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Not frozen this time, but <laughs> but like. Dan will have a bottle from the vintage. It's not the same bottle, so we're not actually drinking the same wine because there's variation in a bottle. Of course. So I'm yeah. I'm trying to keep it one honey. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But. Whatever, whatever. I really like your philosophy on that. That's really cool because, um, you know, I see it all the time. That's influential. I'm like, like someone did something. Someone texted me like, how much do you think they paid that person to hold up that bottle of wine? I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm like, I could use the money, but it wouldn't have worked for me because I couldn't hold up the bottle of wine. Right. Like, well, I I also, I I should. I'm sure people come at you. Yeah, I I should. I should also. Uh, an important disclaimer is that my my job is I am a professor at Dartmouth College. Right. right? <clears throat> Everything else is the privilege of the universe that I found myself in and managed to take advantage of certain opportunities. Right. So I love that. I don't have the weight that a lot of other people carry. So I, I, I want to be very clear that like it's, it's a lot easier for me. I, and some people maybe have it as easy as me and some people maybe have it way harder. There's, there's a, a spectrum. But it's a lot easier for me to say, oh, I'm not going to shill for X person because I know that everything that I do with wine is the icing on the cake, right? So... I get that. Yeah. And... But- so but, anyway, I just I just want to no, say that for no, myself, like, like you know. I think it's a great yeah, disclaimer. However, yeah. like, 
you know, I worked in education, nonprofit education. Yeah. I have kids like, I want to be a YouTuber. These yeah. are not aspirations to say I want to be a wine influencer. I have a problem with that. Like, right. like if you want, if that's your aspiration, then right. then you're going to be beholden. Right. You just you're, right. you're not actually, you're not going to have any yeah. fucking credibility if that's your goal was to be a wine influencer. Yeah. Right. Like I think the people who have the most influence yeah. are people who are not. They have influence because they have authority or there's something about them. Mm-hmm. Or like we going back to what we said in the beginning. Yeah. You find your tribe. You're speaking to people. You're in. Yeah. Your your lane, so to speak, even though I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to, you know, um, and you're comfortable, and you're not, you're. I love that you're not you're not experiencing financial pressure to do something, that yeah. you know. But then I yeah. mean we can I mean this goes down the whole it's digression all, of, yeah, yeah. of celebrity yeah. wines even like someone yeah. like when people go oh so and so's got a wine I'm like yeah. why yeah like you like like <laughs> like bro, 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 bro. Yeah. you're like you're, yeah. you're 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 yeah. you're a musician you're a singer right, right. like that's fine but. Yeah. It, it sucks because this is just me going on. This is my story. Okay, you're taking money out of some fucking farmer's yeah. pocket yeah, yeah. because you're a superstar yeah. and you think this is a cool idea versus totally. like someone who's actually. Now there are people who are committed to the craft who are have made money out of it. We know this, yeah. but but by and by when you just like buying bulk wine, this is MJ talking, not her. Buying bulk wine, slapping a label on it. Yeah. And using your fame, you know, you, 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 uh, I don't like, I don't like that. I don't like that. You know what I mean? Like, 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 that's why I'm happy for my buddy here. Yeah. Dan, right? Because there's a guy who's put in his work, puts in his work, but, but like you could be, you could be on a show like Sex in the City and decide you want to do a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. And then next thing you know, it's (laughs) like, I mean, like. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's really funny because you used you use the word authority before. And in my academic work, that's really important exactly. because right. for, you come out um, of world. right, like you, when you, it, it's really, it's, it's something that stri- that's very striking to me because when um, I move out of that space, I see people who just like say stuff. <laughs> right. And it's, it, it, that sounds like I'm making a joke, but it's genuinely jarring because in the world of academia, like, Everything that you do has to be so thoroughly anchored in the in pre-existing expertise and your own collection of knowledge, and then your further uh, analysis of that. That you said you are so careful with the things that you say. It's the the distance between that and then, right the people on the internet who are like this is not how you do things and I'm like wait what I know right you can just say stuff I, I like know, I'm, right. I'm like oh my god you can just say stuff <laughs> like I'm looking around at people I mean you know and and actually but bringing it back to Dante Dante like one of the great one of the things that defines Dante as the a point of reference mm-hmm. in the in the world canon of literature is that he established authority he became an author capital a without having the normal foundations right he was basically standing on quicksand in comparison to the other people he wasn't already rich he didn't come through mm-hmm. a certain line of education he didn't write he decided not to write in latin like all of these things right so he he established authority and became somebody who was an author and the author in an authority come from the same Latin, auctoritas, right? Mm-hmm. And that means somebody who is worthy of your faith, right? And so that's like, for me, that's what I want to be worthy of people's faith. I love that. 
Um, my background, I have a law degree, so like when yeah. law, when you write a brief, you got to cite everything, right. and you yes. keep going yeah. back, and you, you keep know, going back, exactly. yeah. right? So for me, I'm like, what's the empirical source, right? Like you keep going back. You want to get the, you want to get the oldest case on point, right? right? So I tell people all the time, this is why I want to view Parker. Like people shit on Parker. Parker was great at it because he actually came from a. I know the mm-hmm. mind of a lawyer. Right. He was really yeah. Oh, yeah. making the tiniest distinction. Like, oh no, that's not citrus. That's kumquat. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's that detail that comes out of certain, you know, certain um, areas of rigor. Absolutely. That that that. I do find at the upper echelons of wine. Yeah, oh, that sounds a little douchey, but like, yeah. like you know, all our sophomores are super fucking smart people. Right? They all have PhDs they, or they master's pay, degrees. They pay attention to you know, detail. like like they, fucking they care what, about, like, who was they it? Care was about it? the construction. Ben yeah. was the music. Ben Anna was the music guy. Jeff, everybody was yeah. doing like like they, you're passionate about something, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, like like. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to talk about this like because yeah. this is this is a South Park episode. This is like yeah. literally recording this today. It's going to go out on Monday. So <laughs> oh no, okay, <laughs> no, <Nice>. but um, <laughs> but like the whole Josh meme thing, and it goes yeah. back to this this yeah. guy, and it's this guy who who said, and he's a brother, and he's like, y'all need to stop drinking barefoot and and get serious with wine. He holds up Josh. What the fuck are you listening to that guy I- for? That's not fucking serious fucking wine. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I, I can't even. And like, yeah, that, and like, yeah. and that's where all these memes are flying around right. now. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's the blind, like the it's the blind leading the blind. Yes, yes, yes. On well, yes, it, like yeah. you said. Um, yeah. yeah. Get off my rant. Yeah. Um, but you went back to Dante. What the yeah. fuck is the Dante Society? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's a it's a place for people who love Dante. That's all. It's, yeah, I, mean, the, the I know. Board the is first rule of the Dante Society is don't talk about the Dante no, Society. Uh, I got it. <laughs> I, that's probably the best way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you, I'm good at getting gists. <laughs> She's Thank a double you. secret probation vice. Uh, yeah. No, director. <laughs> Communication director. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should communicate better, but... <laughs> our our message is no, no Dante is like it's same thing but everything that I belong to in the academic world is the same as the wine world which is to say I am there to bring passionate people together and have a good time so if you like Dante check if you like wine check there's a bunch of other stuff I like cars we mentioned <laughs> football I think we came up yeah. <laughs> um, but you know I uh, I like all that stuff coming together in one place. The medieval, the reason why I ended up in the medieval, yeah. if, there, if there was one side of, of me that wasn't pushed by kind of outside sources towards the medieval, it's a moment where people, the intellectual world is trying to bring everything together. They're trying to figure out how science and humanities work together they're trying to fit there's like dante's best friend guido cavalcanti writes a lot of poetry that's about about science Mm -hmm. it's but it's poetry right he's writing like (laughs) he's like the way he's under his his attempts to understand the world are being expressed in the humanistic fashion but the questions are coming from this more kind of diacritical mode right so Mm. That that's that's what I like. I want everything together all the time. Are you a type A? I'm not sure. I think. Uh, well, I, they call me. You know, I'm like a type O positive. I am. I'm everyone's type. <laughs> I love it. Um, talk about 
So how did you get involved with the podcast, the goal of it? Because oh. Katie, Katie, is she the one from New Jersey who went to Italy? Katie, yeah, yeah Katie's okay, a Princeton what. Junction girl. Um, Katie and I, same same thing as I was saying before. I was living in Florence. I knew about Katie. I shot her an email. I was like, hey, everybody thinks we should be friends. So let's be friends. And she was like, okay. <laughs> um, we met at Litro, which is in... Uh, Helenati Wine Bar in Monteverde Vecchio that unfortunately has since closed. Uh, I mean, it's a natural wine bar. And we went, uh, and from there, uh, we, same, same thing as I was saying before again, I like, I was just like, I don't have any ideas. I just figured we would work well together. Yeah, yeah. And she said, yeah, agreed. And then, you know, cut to years later, we've been doing the Gola podcast for five years already. And we have a wonderful world of Golozi. And uh, when, you know, there are not particularly frequent moments where we're in the same place at the same time, unfortunately, because both of us have pretty intense uh, work and travel schedules. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, but I spend a lot of time laying on her floor in Rome in the summer trying to cool off and smoking cigarettes off the terrace. So, <laughs> uh, asking her, can I open this? You can open anything you want, Danielle. You know the rules. <laughs> Just tell me what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, Katie is a, a very rad chick who now started her own publishing company that is about Italian food and, and beverage uh, or books about Italian food and beverage, all published in Italy in a press that where everything is made in Italy by local oh, craftsmen, so artisans, and professionals. So um, we've uh, we've collaborated in lots of different ways, but the podcast is just where we get to shoot the shit and have a good time, and people seem to enjoy it, which is very lucky for us. That's really cool. Super freaking cool. Um, I was like, I, you know, like I said, I don't really have notes, but like. You just you, you it's so funny we're so in tune like it's like I had balanced question marking you like we have crazy schedules like it just like everything has just been perfect. Uh, yeah no balance is not my strong suit well but, balance is uh, yeah. balance is bullshit people don't understand that I used yeah. to teach productivity yeah and um, anyone who's successful you're gonna go out of balance for a while so like because yeah. you have to like I tell people like you have to the analogy of a plane uh, to get off the ground goes full throttle right and it gets yeah. off the ground then you level off right so yeah, if, you're, if you really are, if you're driven yeah. and you want to do yeah. something, you're gonna have to. Yeah. Oh, and I, don't, I, I mean, don't everything I do brings me great pleasure. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's, that's why that's why you have to do. Yeah. I mean, it sounds kind trite, but like, yeah. don't only do shit you really like to do yeah. because life is a grind. Yeah. And Dante told us, like, we're trying to we're all trying to figure out yeah. what to do here before we die, and you try and enjoy the shit. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Um. All right. Well, listen. Um, yeah, that's gonna, a great place to leave. Let's. Well, see. we're almost done. We're not done. done. No? This is my podcast. I'm not sure. Is oh my like, god! Shit, I feel shit. like I all I'm doing talking about myself. Right? I mean, I'll stay. That was right? the whole yeah. point. Okay. <laughs> People could talk about wine anytime. All right. Okay. So, game I play. It's yeah. um, slap, lick, fondle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now I can do it. Yeah. I, I either yeah. do it. Sometimes I do yeah. grapes, but because yeah. you are such yeah. a lover of Italy, I'm yeah. going to do regions. Okay. All right. Um, uh-huh. Slap, lick, fondle. Tuscany, Campania, Veneto. Uh, Veneto gets slapped. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Tuscany gets licked, Campania gets fondled. I love it. I love yeah. it. And sorry uh, to be so so basic, but no, it's not basic. That yeah. it's everybody's different. Yeah. Um, at least you were decisive. Let's go. Uh, unlike we were in the beginning with the silly questions, like what's your favorite color? Oh my god! No, that I know red. <laughs> One last question is like the only sure. Danielle, what are you most excited about in the future? I was just interviewed. They did a long form interview in the Corriere Vinicolo in Italy, which is this wine dedicated little newspaper, and they were highlighting me because I said that. The problem isn't that young people don't drink wine. It's that people don't know how to talk to young people about wine or, in fact, don't even talk to young people about wine mm. um, in practice. Maybe in theory they think they are, but they're not reaching them clearly. Mm-hmm. And my, the thing that's exciting for me is that I think that actually there are a lot of people who don't drink wine yet who are going to, and we're going to have a great time when everybody gets to the party. Oh, man, now that's... Where we're ended. <laughs> That's the mic drop? That's okay. the mic drop. <laughs> okay. All right. When I die, put the money in the grave, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so tell people where they can find you, how they can be a part of what you're doing. Do you have a website? Do you have a uh, I, I have the easiest and best way to find me is follow me on Instagram. It's at Dr. Caligari's Cabinet, D-R-C-A-L-L-E-G-A-R-I-S, Cabinet, the way you think. And... I do have a website, um, but if you Google my name, as I say, honestly, you, could, you don't even have to put my last name. If you put Danielle, Dante, and Wine, I'm the only one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for that, I can for that I can be a little bit of a show off. <laughs> it's a it's a niche property. <laughs> <laughs> Corn at the market. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much. This was really a lot of fun. I'm glad we got online. this. We made this happen. Um, you know, um, super cool. Uh, you guys out there, check out the show notes. I'll put her uh, Instagram. I'll put her website there for shits and giggles. But um, you know, uh, that's where I'll actually put the wines we drank. You probably the one the yeah. the, the that one's probably gonna be hard, this one. I don't know if that's yeah. over here yet. But it, but it's I'll put it's it way. Because, yeah. you know, that's yeah. fine. I think it's on its yeah. way now. Um and you you know um I mean, it's not that well this. now it might be easier I guess, right? <laughs> that's yeah, the point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's but yeah, you, you know you used to have to know a guy. Exactly. So until the next time, cheers to the Mavericks, Flossers, Deep Thinkers, all the wine drinkers, your boy MJ saying peace. Salute. Salute. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something. You had some fun while you were here. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you want to be an insider and get special content, make sure you go over to blackwineguy.com and get on our email list.